Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. I am Greg Littmer. I am one of the elders for the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ, and I'd like to begin this episode by turning to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, where we will be reading verses 8 through 12. In that passage, Solomon wrote the following words. There was a certain man without a dependent, having neither a son nor a brother, and yet there was no end to all his labor. Indeed, his eyes were not satisfied with riches, and he never asked, And for whom am I laboring and depriving myself of pleasure? This too is vanity, and it is a grievous task. Two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. When Solomon wrote these words, he was acknowledging a need that every person has, and that is the need to have a relationship with someone. I don't mean a romantic relationship, but rather just the idea that man is a social being. Solomon was rich, wise, and had taken every opportunity to experience earthly pleasures, but he knew that loneliness was among the worst of human experiences. It is sad, but it is true, that in many ways we live in a cold, lonely world. Doors must be locked to keep out those who would injure and steal. A lot of people are almost imprisoned by fear, afraid to go out at night or to be alone. Others have experienced deep losses such as divorce or abandonment by a loved one. In all these situations, our modern world reinforces the loneliness we all face. From death, to a job loss, to crime, we find ourselves forced into ever smaller realms in which we know fewer and fewer people. In loneliness we face an empty life and an uncertain future. Where does loneliness come from and how can it all be changed? Let's talk a little about, about that in this episode. I have found that often people are lonely when they place their emphasis upon material things. This society in which we live sells people a bill of goods. It tells us that we will feel better if we have enough. If we have enough money, we will feel secure. If we have the latest car or the biggest house, then we will be satisfied. With all of the advertisement pointed in that direction, the majority of Americans have bought into the idea that happiness is to be gained by having enough stuff. Sadly, so many times the people who succeed in having money and things often find themselves lonely. 
I think of the prodigal son from Luke chapter 15. In verses 11 through 15 of that parable we read, And he said, A man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that falls to me. So he divided his wealth between them. And not many days later, the younger son gathered everything together and went on a journey into a distant country. And there he squandered his estate with loose living. Now when he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in that country, and he began to be impoverished. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. I believe that the prodigal son learned that someone with money and the willingness to spend it will have a lot of friends more than willing to engage in the riotous living they may choose right along with him. But once the money is gone, so are the friends. How many times do we hear of wealthy celebrities bemoaning the fact that they often cannot tell if people want to be their friends because they like them or because they like their money and prestige? A person can be surrounded by a host of people and still be lonely. Having a lot of wealth doesn't mean we will be happy. It doesn't mean our kids will turn out well. It doesn't mean we will have a strong marriage. My friends, contentment lies in God, not in possessions. Paul wrote a couple of things that need to be considered in this context. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, looking at verses 6 through 10, we find, But godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. For we have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food and covering, with these we shall be content. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a snare, and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil, and some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. The Holy Spirit, through Paul, was telling us the dangers of placing all of our emphasis upon money and things. Not only is a soul lost to God, but an individual experiences many sorrows. Just think about it. How many fathers and mothers have pursued their careers so vigorously and successfully only to lose their families through neglect? How many marriages have been destroyed because of arguments over how to spend what little was left in the checkbook and credit cards will all run up to the limit? Surely the love of money, the pursuit of material wealth as an end in itself, isolates people and causes loneliness. Also, I believe that people who live in sin are, at the core of their being, lonely. At the root of sin, when we think about it, is selfishness. Eve was tempted by the desire to be like God in Genesis 3-6. Man is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. That's James chapter 1 and verse 14. Sin results in separation, isolation from God, and often from our fellow man. Yet today our world continues to send out the message that having fun by living in sin will make us happy. So many buy into the silly cycle of bars and clubs, drinking, drugs, and satisfying physical desires, and when all is said and done, they are still alone. 
Real happiness lies in being close to others, not in pursuing selfish pleasures. I think of Moses in the statement made concerning him in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 through 26. We read, By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, considering the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. Moses chose God's people over sin. He chose people, true relationships that meant something more important than wealth and power, and he chose righteousness over sin. Loneliness can be defeated by putting others first ahead of self. Selfishness brings about sin and creates loneliness and isolation even when in a crowd. Selflessness creates intimacy and closeness. I also have found that people who have no purpose in their lives are lonely. So many folks feel so empty. They get up in the morning and go to work. They come home day after day and year after year. They feel a sense of discomfort, wondering if that is all there is to their lives. They make money and they spend money. They get married, have children and associates and friends, yet they feel empty. They have no sense of a higher purpose other than making it through another day. They feel alone. Some try to fill that empty spot with social skills. Others get some kind of hobby. Others seek higher education or athletic skills or physical fitness or a thousand other pursuits aimed at hiding that feeling of aimlessness that seems to plague mankind. But the truth is, only in God can man find a higher purpose with real quality and lasting power. Again, after devoting himself to a search for happiness and contentment, in an attempt to find real meaning in life, Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, the conclusion, when all has been heard, is, Fear God and keep his commandments because this applies to every person. For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. Only by learning about God, only by submitting to God, only by following God's will for life can anyone discover real satisfaction. To pursue any other goal will ultimately end in disappointment. I believe this is part of what Jesus was saying in Matthew 16, verses 24 and 25. He said, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. When people attempt to find purpose without God, they ultimately fail, no matter how noble the cause. But with God, People find both purpose and fulfillment. Any life lived without God at its center will turn out to be a lonely life. That really leads us to the next point. People are lonely who do not know God. Look with me, if you would, at a passage found in Acts 17. It is part of Paul's address to the Athenians on Mars Hill. And in verses 26 through 28, he said, And he made from one man of every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation, 
that they would seek God, if perhaps they might grope for and find him, though he is not far from each of us. For in him we live and move and exist, as even some of your own poets have said, for we also are his children. This sums up the basic problem of loneliness. God created man to seek God and to know him. When man sins, he isolates himself from God. Yet created to know God and to serve him, to be isolated from him is to be without purpose, without any real satisfaction. To be isolated from God is contrary to our very reason for being. Paul's words in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 13, in the second part of that verse he wrote, Yet the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. Without God, we cannot fulfill our very purpose for existence. And that, my friends, is the height of loneliness. Friends, man needs God. We need his wisdom. We need his guidance. We need his power and his mercy. When we try to exist apart from God, all of those resources are lost. We can see it in the world in which we live. Today, man is trying to build a better world leaving God out of the picture as they do so, and where has it gotten us as a society? Without God, there can be no peace, no harmony, no true happiness and contentment. The consequences of a lack of God, as seen in our world, is more selfishness, more empty pursuit of material wealth, more emotional and spiritual isolation, more loneliness. However, all is not lost, and we are not without a solution to the devastating problem of loneliness. When man repents and turns back to God, he rediscovers his true purpose in life. Going back to Paul's address on Mars Hill, we find in verse 30 of Acts 17, Therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now declaring to all men that all people everywhere should repent. God wants us to acknowledge our need for him. When we accept our need for God and turn to him in obedient faith, God redeems us from sin and gives our lives meaning again. Right there is the ultimate cure for loneliness. In becoming a child of God through obedience to the gospel, I have found a relationship that will not fail. God will sustain me, forgive me, love me as I walk in the light. As long as I remain faithful, I will never lose my purpose or direction again. I will always have a steadfast companion who will be there for me. With God, I am never alone. But there is more. When I became a Christian, I found myself part of a family that is even closer than my blood relationships. I have thousands of brothers and sisters in Christ who have also been born again. I love them and they love me. Once added to that family, I have many relationships with many people, all of whom are forgiven sinners just like me. In that relationship, I am never alone. And I will tell you one more practical benefit. By being a Christian, by learning to put God first, others second, and myself third, every other relationship in my life will be better. Oh, my friends. So many people are lonely and are waiting for the right person or maybe the right cause to come along and make them feel happy and fulfilled. They wait for the right spouse or for the right job, whatever. 
But in truth, there is nothing outside of God that can fill the hunger within the human soul. No person, no cause, no amount of money or possessions can ever really cure loneliness. Only by submitting to God, only by seeking God through the Lord Jesus, only by rendering obedience to the gospel of Christ can a person fill the void that is there. I hope this was helpful for you. Thanks for listening.